Give me a few of those. Drink and everything. Musculature. <laughs> Muscular. That's the that's the word I use to to prime my voice. Okay. <laughs> Musculature. I like that. All right. I do like. When it. I was driving in my car yesterday. Nobody was in there. I was like screaming. Musculature. <laughs> What's up, fancy hairdressers? Welcome back to another episode of This Is a Bad Idea podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Kahn. With me, as most of the time is, it's me, Ben. It's Hello. Ben. Hello. And uh, we're in a very special location today. A place I never thought I actually would be. A secret I never location. even considered being where, where yeah. I am right now when it's I was a younger. In yeah. Afghanistan. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're in Iraq. And we're, we can't get out. We're embedded. <laughs> we were just here to do a story. I wanted to be on Vice. Anyway, we're in Gerard Scarface's house right now. This is crazy. We're, and we're joined by Gerard Scarface oh, as well. <laughs> it would be really weird if you were here without here. me. Yeah. Please don't tell him. The guy's <laughs> he snuck in. <laughs> no, thanks for having us over here, and thanks for being on the show, Gerard. We're at a barbecue right now. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're just—I literally have a, a kebab like sitting right here in my hand that I want to eat, but I also don't want to just like chew the whole time. So if yeah, I take a bite, you, shouldn't. you have to cover for as long as it takes me to chew this. Do you feel comfortable with that? Yeah. Why don't we let Gerard talk? Let's make it a we drinking inter- game. Introduce him. Let's right. make it a drinking game. Oh, I like okay. the sound Okay, what's the drinking game? Well, how long it takes you to eat that you is have to how, chug? how long we chug. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the entire kebab? We're going to need a couple in. more cans yeah. lined up here. So you, you just moved into uh, this house a few years ago, huh? It's been three years. Yeah. And is that when you moved to California or did, did you... From well, you know, Kelly, my wife, is from California. Yeah. And I lived in California in the 90s. Um, oh, okay. Same when, area when of California? When she was in high school. Uh, not that we met then. No, she wasn't even in high school. He's yet, like, I, I need mean. to clarify. Yeah, Can yeah, I clarify? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I lived in Santa Monica in the 90s and uh, fell in love with California. I, I truly believe that anyone that's raised in New York should spend time in California, and anyone that's raised in California should spend time in New York. It kind of yeah. balances a person out in a, in a really important way. Uh, but back to the question. Yeah, three years... Um, still have a place in New York. It was always okay. a dream to be bi-coastal, and now I am. Are you back and forth uh, pretty often? I spend about a week a month in New York. I have clients there, and then we have different brands that are New York-based that I'll do things with. A lot of people out here are pretty outdoorsy. Are you kind of like an outdoorsy guy? Do you guys go hiking and all that kind of stuff? Um, you know, since we got a dog, we do lots of walking. So uh, <laughs> I walk about six miles a day. Wow, okay. Yeah. I thought you were like, say, we go around the block once or twice. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a big dog. Uh, I guess that's true. He does a lot of walking. Yeah. So I'm not technically hiking, although I have been hiking. But, you know, it's, uh, there's some trails around here, and there's plenty of walking to do. We heard that you guys... Um, Got in a little trouble camping one time. Camping? With a little group called Hair Camp. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, you know, we, it was we, a we wonderful experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really love and admire, you know, what they've created. They, I don't think they'll invite me or DJ That's back. That's what I hear. We heard that so, you and DJ were <laughs> yeah. tour for drinking in, in, in your bunks too much or something like that? Yeah, I mean, like, literally we were done work at, like, 3.30, and it wasn't until, like, 6 that the Kumbaya started. So <laughs> we had some downtime. 
And they, you know, they're like, oh, there's some beers in the fridge. So we go in the fridge. They like told a, you about the beers. Yeah, yeah. So there's no problem. No, no, no. They said some beers no, in the I fridge. There's like a six pack for <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like, oh, there's, there's some beers for you guys. There's six packs. I mean, we were done with it in like 12 minutes. He had his vape pen too. So the vape pen, a couple beers. And it's like, all right, now it's like four. And so we're like, we got asked to do this, so I'm like, oh, should we be cautious about our behavior at the hair camp? Yeah, well, I'm gonna drink six beers there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> at least minimum six beers. Well, no. So then we kept the guy who was the organizer. Again, they're lovely, lovely people. If they're listening, no, I'm not, no honestly, I, know, I, know, I think that's sure. a great I event. I think, but we just, you know, then it's like, all right, well, we're not supposed to go to the kumbaya till six, and it's four. So we what need more beer. So I'm calling the organizer, like texting him, like like it's like he's my drug dealer or something. Like, hey, could you bring us some more beer, man? More, and he Six finally more. like responds. He's like, what do you need? I'm like, oh, what do you got? You know. <laughs> and then he pulls up, brings some more beer, and then again, it was like enough for an hour. And then it's like <gasps> night. I'm texting him again. We were jonesing for beer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. I love that. Our new goal is to attempt to recreate this situation when we go to hair camp and get scolded just nice. as well. Nice. Oh. I, just <laughs> I think we there was no scolding involved. <laughs> you were scolded. Yeah, there was no scolding involved, but, you know, they never spoke to us, either of us again. And, like, everybody else has been invited back. <laughs> That's great. I think you want it done. You don't want to be redundant. I think it's more shirking than scolding. You this is a subtle a, you difference. You end on a good note. You do yeah. it one time. You don't need to yeah, go Yeah, I thought my classes were great. Yeah, you know? I'm sure they were amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great time, really. I yeah, think. dude. Yeah. We You're, tried to pull a few people in, too. Did you? Before you know who, it, we had uh, Brian Hickman. Oh, yeah. Was he, he was like, no way? Or he no, he was kind of into it, but he kind of like knew, you know, Edna. Oh, yeah, Edna. Edna Lugo. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. She then went back. I think she got in more trouble than us. She went back to her, what do they call those? What, what the TP thing? Uh, a yurt? A yurt. A yurt. Yeah, I'd yeah, never yeah, heard yeah. of that before. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like a yogurt thing. <laughs> like, That's a yogurt. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, she went back to her yurt and had like a dance party till like five in the morning. Ah, that sounds <laughs> incredible. DJ. I think she, she didn't get invited back either, did she? No. We no. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they even have since invited the two of us, and I fear that they are in for a rude awakening. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> I love that story. You gonna put on your own hair event ever? Uh, you ever had any ideas? No, I mean we, we we do teaching. We did one last night. Yeah, we do no, teaching. I mean, like a camping type thing. There's right? a few of these manifest. You know, uh, we, do have, we did have an idea events. that I, you know, I if I say it now, someone will steal it. Mm -hmm. But involves. It's called we'll bleep it. Grove. We'll, we'll bleep it. You say the name. Yes, yeah, say it. We'll bleep it. We will. It's not about the name. It's the concept. Say the whole concept for an hour, and we'll bleep all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly wants to do like a an event for hairdressers. This Oh, like where I, it could be like very like I don't do that but I'd like to go yeah. <laughs> where you know and different things could be designed around like you know a little coming up with like some creative stuff on mannequin you know greatest, literally the greatest idea exactly that's why you're going to bleep it out because someone's going to steal it will sell it. out it will, it will sell out like when we were young fest yeah. Out, you know? yeah. there'll be a whole like you'll have like the crap the site will crash yeah. because people trying to get into this event yeah and it, it could be really cool I mean you know and we, we won't make people feel bad for a you know, you do encourage it. it. it we like looked into it a little bit in California. You can get a special license. 
uh, to have an event. Like if you want to have a wedding, they have like Canna Canna weddings. Uh, okay. We contacted like someone who organizes those kind of weddings. Yeah, like orchestrates a pod yes. event for you. Yeah, so we have, and they, you know, and then you can get sponsored by the brands, so they could be like different. And it would be brand. interesting to to divide up the brands that way, like who is willing to sponsor yeah, to the hair pod event. Oh, I mean, like no, forget about hair brands. I mean, pop brands. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, good. like brands that you, so you know. You got like Willie Nelson's brand. Yeah, no, Snoop's, it's big Snoop's business. Yeah, that'd yeah. be yeah. great. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite brand? You know, I'm not really even a big <laughs> smoker. I mean, I was as He's a just kid. Supportive. Uh, you know, when I stopped smoking, when I moved to Atlanta, <laughs> I lived in... You lived in Atlanta? Yeah, I lived in California, like I said, in the 90s, and then from, from California, which the weed was amazing. Excuse the me. The weed in Atlanta in the 90s was not amazing, I'm sure. Well, yeah, then I moved to Atlanta, and all of a sudden, I bought like my first ounce, and it was... Terrible. Just terrible. all seeds and stems. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. And I, that's kind of, I was in my 30s, and that's kind of when I stopped smoking. I mean, I might do it occasionally, you know. If you were Joe Rogan right now and you offered yeah, me a I mean, joint, I I'd probably you, smoke it. You're yeah. like, I would Elon Musk it right there. But someone oh, last night at teaching was like, afterwards, like, showing me this joint, and I was like, nah, I can't, like, yeah. I can't do it. I'm at work right now, man. Yeah. No, nah, it's not even that. It's just, you know. Uh. So, um, are you teaching any hands-on? Are you, are you cutting a lot of hair still? Yeah, absolutely. I do at least one class a month, usually like two days for Aveda. Okay. You know, I have a long history with they Aveda. They send you two different salons, is that what they do? Yes. Yes. So, um, long history with Aveda. For a few years, I was like a corporate employee, art director, and then kind of moved on, worked with Nick Arojo, got hair brained really, really off the ground. Um, and uh, a few years later, they said, hey, would you want to come back as a, uh, I don't know what they call it, guest artist or master artist or something like that. Do you have a fancy title with Aveda? No, no, I don't. Are you the global uh, no. hair shortening officer? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm the, uh, you, have, you, you, don't have, you have an American accent, so you're not allowed to be a global anything. Yeah, right? there you go. I think that's the way it is. There DJ, is that, yeah, is that the way it is? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Proud to be an American. That's right. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Uh, oh, so yeah, I do uh, like two days. Like they'll say, you know, I'll give them dates, uh, the beginning of the year, and they'll farm them out. And you know, the Aveda network is like home to me because I know all many of the owners. I kind of, you know, because of the successful business plan, a lot of those salons are able to invest more in education. You know, and that, a lot of that was established by, by Aveda, like how to actually make a salon a successful business. And that's like where you got your start at Aveda. And you've developed like a love for, for hair tools. Like we hear that if there is a tool on the market, you know about it. You've heard about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that just, you know, I, I, my whole life, my, my mom, my brother were very like handy people. And I never really was. I was the younger one. And my brother had like every tool and could fix everything in the house. And, you know, it wasn't until I became a DJ when I was like 14 that I started to get into like So you've been DJing tools. since 14. Yeah. Ah, we were get, gonna get into this yeah. later. But. Speaking of your mom, you cut her ear once. Was she able to recover? <laughs> How long did it take you to get over cutting your mom's ear? I, it's something <laughs> that she brought up forever. And you know, it's even more interesting. There was a long-term client of mine. I remember that he was a young boy named Brian Schiffman who had- Brian some, Schiffman? Yeah. 
some type of autism or something like that. And he was my next client and he was waiting. And I cut my mom's <laughs> ear. My mom made such a big deal out of it that he got, he got very excited about it. And then I continued to cut his hair for years. And every single time he came in, he'd be like, you're not going to cut my ear. You're not going to cut my ear. <laughs> and then, you know what? My mom's the only person whose ear I've ever cut. Yeah, that's the only person, that's that's the only person you've cut. And it's, at least it was yeah. family. Yeah, yeah exactly. Family. I've only cut one person ever. And it was my best friend at like three in the morning sometime. Mm. Too many years in or something. A Kasha razor with a guard on it. Mm, that takes talent. It. Yeah, I was like, you had to, you had to, <laughs> that that talent, really yeah. you had to really get in there. <laughs> uh, you know, it was that person. Uh, do you have any? A couple of beers. Yeah. Not like in the salon with too many beers. I, 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 Boy, I, was, too you I was like, you take like a, a back I'm lunch, you're not taking a beer. No, of course not. I've actually, luckily, never cut anybody, but I've cut myself many, many times. Oh yeah. You know what? What tool? <laughs> since you know, you're like you're an expert in all tools. You know of them all. Which one has given you the worst cut? Oh, the scissor. You the know? regular scissor, not even the the plie razor. I knock on wood. I've only cut myself once or twice with a plie razor, and it was always helping a student change a blade. Yeah. Really. I mean, other than like a little <laughs> That's tiny. That's what I got. Like, I do. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. I mean, other than like a little tiny paper cut, like on your finger. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, I I was just lucky to learn how to hold it safely and properly from the beginning and that, that is the thing though yeah. it's, it's sort of validating for me that moment to yeah. know that that's like the bad cut that i got mm -hmm. was was handing the razor to someone while closing it they grabbed it yeah yeah you know yeah so ooh, yeah it's bad so um yeah you, you have us over here you have friends here everyone is involved in hair in, in some way <laughs> that's that's, i don't know anyone they're either a blood relative or i've known them since kindergarten or they're a hairdresser that's if you go through my phone it's like relative 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 best friend for 40 years hairdresser 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 that's just yeah we've run run to a lot of friends at this show it's been yeah. nice to be back yeah. at shows you know we um saw nick guinness uh james Tulin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw Larry. <laughs> so right now he's going yeah. through a list of like my childhood friends. So. <laughs> oh, <he's laughs> yeah. We've seen so many uh, <laughs> 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 a lot of people very close to around. Yeah. At this show, it's been great. Awesome. So these are your three friends. Your three friends that don't do hair. These yes. three that we have just mentioned. Yeah, pretty this much. Is, this yeah. is a childhood friend, so you've known them like for Yeah, I mean Nick since first grade. James. We were basically born on the same block, so... New York boys, these? Brooklyn boys, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. And then Larry uh, from high school, freshman year. Who's your longest-running hairdresser friend? Like, what friend, what hairdresser have you known? Well, I mean, you technically... still are friends with. So, you know technically yeah, and who you're actually the, friends with, the so they know you're not friends with. The first salon that I worked in was owned by a guy called Vince Smith okay. when I was 18, and I'm still in touch with Vince, so okay, I would cool. say Vince... Vince Smith, that's and it's not 32 too, years. If 32 you leave years. a salon, most people I know that have left a salon, they don't always have a great relationship with that salon owner. So that's cool that that long you're still yeah. connected. Yeah, I mean, you're he a person was, of high moral standing like Gerard. Yes. <laughs> high moral standing, yeah. He, uh, he was, you know, he was the per. I didn't just leave randomly. I, You know, it's funny, I'll tell you, I don't know if I've ever told this. You know, I was working there for about a year, and I, you know, he was doing his best to train me. Um, but I just knew there was a little bit more that I was missing. Uh, so I made a list of like New York salons. It was like that I 
was just thinking about like places I could possibly work, and then I and I left it on the reception desk. Oh, <laughs> and he boy. found it. Oh no! And he knew my handwriting because in those days you used to write the appointments, and you know. Yeah. And he's like, "What's this?" And I I couldn't lie. I said, "You know, these are just places I was thinking maybe I could work." And he's like, he went down the list. He goes, "Well, it has to be so soon," you yeah. know. And then he, oh. yeah, because he trained, he didn't, he didn't work at Sassoon, but he went to London like every year and that kind of thing. Um, and he basically told me what I needed to do. He's like, you look, at that time, you'd look in the New York Times every Sunday. Um, and you'd, once a month, Sassoon's would do what they called a cattle call. It's a horrible name, but. They hire people? Yeah. And like, when I got there, the I mean, this is how big like, Sassoon. We're just preparing yeah, you for yeah. how you'll be treated. Yeah. <laughs> For a long like, time. You know, like uh, what's that movie? No Country for Old Men, where the guy comes and shoots him oh, in the yeah. head with if the you, thing. If, you, like, if your Bob's a little off, yeah. right in the, between the eyes no. there. Uh, <laughs> but he told me, yeah, you know, you look there, you go in for the cattle call. There was like 80 people interviewing, and it was like flash interviewing. And I just because of him, I knew how to answer the questions that they were going to ask. Mm -hmm. So, and I think he was proud that I went on to work at Sassoon's and et cetera, et cetera. Was there any particular question that they asked that's like? You know, that wouldn't be like, you know, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years or something like that? No, I, I do remember point? like on the resident, the, the uh, whatever you call it, the application thing, um, they asked for uh, references or something. And I wrote Vince Smith, hairdresser, salon owner. And they were impressed that I put hairdresser first over salon owner. Hey, hey. And okay. then I also, and then of course that I used my, and they asked me, who is that? I'm like, that's who I work for. And they're like, he wants you to work here. And I was like, yeah, he's, he goes to Sassoon's every year. Yeah, and, you know yeah. anybody that got an English accent? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it ain't English. It's I mean, fucking I put, Brooklyn. I put, I put Ben Brown down as every reference yeah. that I need. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they call him, he's like, hello there. And they're like, yeah, well, are we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's at that point, the only thing I knew that was English were the Pigeon Sisters, which was from the Odd Couple. They were the two, the two, the flight attendants that lived upstairs, and they would like party with the Odd Couple. You wait, okay. So this is not your actual neighbors no. upstairs. No, I didn't meet an English person or anyone from outside of Brooklyn until I was like 20 years old. You know, um, I didn't think I needed to, to be honest with you. So you're used to doing things a little later in life. Like you, you started driving at what? You were thirty-eight. When you thirty-eight driving. years old. Yes, that's correct. What kept you from from driving until you were? I mean, I, life? So I mean, I'm a New Yorker. How did you get through Atlanta without driving? Oh yeah. So that's okay. I mean, you want to go in deep? So here's how I mean, it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, first, uh, I lived in New York, so you don't really need this mass transit. But second to that, I was in some pretty bad car accidents in like formative years. Not that I was driving, but like at 13, <laughs> 14, 15, it seemed like every year. Did it like jade you from like wanting to even be in a car? Yeah, I didn't really like cars. I was like, I don't Whoa. need it. You know, I went, I, my face slammed into a windshield, as you can probably oh, tell. You opened up some deep, yeah. deep ones. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I was in a car wreck with a drunk driver when I was just like 14 he was like an 18 year old he's like I get in the car I'm like okay uh, and so I just wow. kind of I got into a car wreck on the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> thinking like you're going to spin off the fucking yeah. bridge oh my yeah. gosh yeah that's so scary so I don't know that it was like a deep phobia or anything but it certainly wasn't a priority you know was it difficult to get around Atlanta without driving okay so I, I did have a girlfriend a uh, longtime girlfriend that we had a car, but she okay. did all the driving. So that happened when I lived in California, and that happened when I lived in Atlanta. So I had a chauffeur who flipped the car once. <laughs> you, DJ? 
say about No, she flipped the car. Oh, yeah. oh DA yeah. knows about it. Right? He knows How about it. <laughs> <laughs> we all lived in the same apartment building. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It was like the Melrose place of hairdressing. Was this a, a Sassoon Times? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Man, to have eyes on that. Yeah. The big, a whole Big Brother show about that. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. It would have been amazing. <laughs> We'll have to dive deeper into that later on. You have anything else to dive deep into? Uh, in the in the nine, 90s times, I was a big fan of the Jerky Boys. You ever? Oh fuck ever yeah, yeah! I love the Jerky Boys. Yeah, we, I was just I was like last week. I was back in Brooklyn with my friend Nick Guinness, and he was playing still to this day. It wasn't the Jerky Boys. It's like some new version of some guy who does crank calls. And he made, but he's got it like a really smart way of doing it. Like he sets up a phone number very close to like a customer service number, yeah, so yeah. that people actually call him. Oh, that's <laughs> like so they miss style and they call and they're like, I ordered this TV and this and that. that and then the he's like best. really rude and obnoxious and does like crazy shit to them. It was hysterical. That. Yeah. yeah, Ben has an entire folder of uh, if he happens to get like someone that's like a scam texter or email. Which I do a lot. He like maintains the conversation for as long like as text. possibly can. Do you get these spam texts ever? Yeah. I get yeah. them all the time and yeah. I reply to them every single time. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Where anytime that Allie gets like a random person asking to be like a sugar daddy online, she just hands it to Ben and Ben just starts chatting about oh, it. I do love it. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, we heard there was an exciting call that you did with your friend Julian. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? Yeah. yeah so uh, it's funny. Yeah, you guys really did your research here. It's, uh, you're not, it's not like tell us your history. As a no, no. Well, I started off. Well, you're Gerard Scarface. We have to know. We have to know. Uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was in with my friend Nick Guinness, and uh, we were with his nephew Marino, who is really good at voices and doing, doing crank calls and he does one where he be, he's like an Indian restaurant and he does it really, really well. <laughs> really, really well. So, he, you know, he called Julian and just got into a whole argument with him about how the food was outside and why you're making me wait and you gotta come get it. It's Julian getting just, cold. Like, stays on the with this guy and and Julian's like opening his door and looking for him and yelling and, and then he's like telling him, I'm just gonna throw this over the fence into your pool. And Julian's like, if you do that, I'm going to come out there and kick your ass. <laughs> and then Julian, uh, I had to call him back afterwards because he was very upset about it. And uh, he hung up on me and blocked me from his, this is like my, one of my best friends in the whole world, like a brother, blocked me from his phone for like two weeks. I didn't speak to him. He wouldn't speak to me for like two weeks. That's incredible, <laughs> Oh, you man. didn't record that, I'm guessing. No, unfortunately oh, not. What We've been prank calling. Uh, you know Chris Jones? No way. Uh, I, I haven't met him, but I know of him, yeah. We've been prank calling his salon on the podcast occasionally. <laughs> and trying to apply for jobs. Oh, yeah. He's been a great sport about it. <laughs> uh, you guys are good. That's a good one. So we are almost out of time. I and mean, we're, we're doing pretty good, I think. But I, I had one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, can I get a beer first? Yeah, I think Cal, that can you grab you me a beer? Need one. Yeah. So. One of these is All right. So, tell us about the time you got your friend Wayne. Uh, you helped your friend Wayne out when he got arrested by the feds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, again, one of my, yeah, old, like one of my oldest friends who. Uh, we worked together at Sassoon for many years, and okay. he went on to be Which the Wayne, what's, what's, what, Wayne Woodruff. Okay, Wayne Woodruff. Yeah, okay. went on to be the the principal of the Sassoon Academy, um, 
And when he was a young man, he did something stupid. He was like 16 years old, and he was in a stolen car. And wow, this is awesome. He got <laughs> caught, and um, he received like probation for it in Florida. But he was he had an opportunity to move to Chicago to start as a hairdresser at Sassoon's. So he kind of left before his probation was done. Okay. And, you know, fast forward 25, 30 years later, like not there was no nothing happened. Like it was no big deal. Like it's just like a but he still 18, skipped out on the probation. Yeah, and then apparently I don't know if some laws changed in Florida. I don't know what the fuck they do down there, but it's crazy shit. <laughs> and they um they, they somehow put out a thing to the federal government that this person was had skipped out on probation like 30 years later. So he went to apply for his passport and they denied him and said, you have a, a warrant in Florida. Oh my gosh, 25 years. Yeah. That's insane. So he just then, you know, he needed a passport renewed. Um, so he just like changed something on his thing so they wouldn't know it was the same person. Like on his application, wasn't wasn't yeah, it wasn't the smartest thing. Yeah, so now all of a sudden it's like passport fraud because he like yeah. changed his name like like by a letter or whatever. Yeah. It's passport fraud, and they they got yeah, he's like a, he's a political asylum. Here. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it became a serious thing because like what terrorists would do or whatever, um, and he got in a lot of trouble, and you know he basically at this point in his life was like how do i even fight this i'll just i don't know what it was like he was in a federal holding place in la for like months like literally oh, wow. the system is really fucked up you know <laughs> not that he, he admits what he did was wrong and stupid but it, it come didn't on hurt anybody it didn't hurt anybody stupid yeah, like, and it ridiculous. wasn't you know it was just stupid uh so he's in federal holding for like months and he's like you know resigned to think like well i'll just take a deal they're like oh well you're gonna go to prison for this many years for this like, well no i'm not taking a deal Fuck yeah <laughs> and no crazy. he was gonna take the deal and, and then go to prison it, it was true yeah because he just didn't know what to do like yeah. you know he didn't have like high-powered lawyers or anything like that so um it was really Julian that was more in touch with him. And Julian said, oh, we got to try to figure out how to help Wayne. So we said, you know, all right, Did first. Paul Mitchell? He was at Paul Mitchell at some point, yeah. But we're all originally from Sassoon, yeah. so we all work together. The like, brain called Julian. That you yeah. did. We just met him. Well, did you do, uh, that's who you did the scissor, razor, bomb yes. comparison video with? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, you know, we got to figure out how to raise money. So we got all of our old kits together. We sold all of our old scissors, combs, brushes. We raised money there. I kicked in a little bit extra, you know, to come up. We came up with like 40 grand for him, like in a couple days oh, wow. yeah. as a retainer for like a high powered LA lawyer who was referred to us by someone very successful that we knew. Was it, was it OJ? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had one uh, His lawyer was uh, Robert Kardashian. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So we were able to help our friend get a good lawyer who was able to change the whole thing where it became like nothing but like probation, which is what it should have been. Which is so he was either going to jail for a few years yeah. just because he didn't have someone who knew and he didn't know what to do. All my old scissors. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So every time we see it, well, mm. 
Gerard Scarface here, buddy. Do it in this going above and beyond for hairdressers yeah. more than you even know yeah. forever. There you go. We hope you continue to. Well, nobody else hit me off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've got, if you need bail, he's got a lot of scissors. He can sell. <laughs> Don't, he do not owns, hit me up. He owns a company now. He's got yeah. a warehouse in Louisiana. <laughs> if we haven't been tight for 30 years, do not hit me up for your bail. <laughs> All right, Joy, what, where can people find you, follow you? What can they, uh, what can, what of your you stuff? Just look up in the sky yeah. when the sun is out and I'll be there. Follow the third sun. Follow, follow the sun <laughs> and right, I'll be perfect. there. Yeah. All right, well, uh, thanks for being on the show, dude. That was an incredible episode. Yeah, I loved thanks it. for giving us your kitchen and for being around and DJ and Haney and everybody for being in the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Great audience. Happy Sunday, everybody. Yeah.